You will never get beyond scarcity. You have to start beyond scarcity. And over the next two episodes, we're going to dive deep into your personal relationship with money, the topics of scarcity and abundance, how money works, the energy of money, and show you how to create more money literally whenever you want. This is the Path to Mindset Mastery Podcast. My name is Brad Bizjak. I'm a personal development expert with 10 years coaching experience. I've built up a multi-million dollar income, helping people to master their mind and rewire it for success. And this podcast is going to give you the principles and strategic tools to achieve true and lasting success in the areas of money, business, and career, all the way to topics like marriage and love and parenting. This is the place where you start the process of rewiring your mind for true and lasting success from the inside out. This is the Path to Mindset Mastery Podcast. This topic of money can cause a lot of stress in people's lives, and money is actually not very complex at all. And so we're going to go to the root today instead of just high level. So yes, I'm going to give you five great strategies on how to bring in an extra uh, extra thousand bucks every month. But in order for you to apply these strategies, we need to go deeper to the root. And I want to start with this topic of scarcity versus abundance. Uh, How would you define that? How would you define scarcity? How would you define abundance? In short, scarcity is the mindset of or... And abundance is the mindset of and. Scarcity is the energy of worry and desperation. Abundance is the energy of peace and gratitude and love. And so a lot of people in life are taught that you need to work harder for money and you need to be deserving of money. I need to earn money. And what that does is it presupposes that money is like this pie and you need to be deserving of your small sliver of pie. Well, that's conflicting because that presupposes that there's a limited amount, that there's a limited amount of money that you can make that you can have. And that also causes you to get into overwhelm, to get you to push yourself harder and to take even more action. And what that does when we talk about working hard and getting to even more action, I'm not talking about a healthy amount of action where it's, okay, I feel a line of being pulled towards working on this. I mean an unhealthy amount of action where it feels like I'm not doing enough. I feel like I need to do more. I can never let go. I'm always feeling like I'm behind or stressed. And so if that were true, that money was this pie that you need to be deserving of your sliver for, then how come there's 1,700 new millionaires created every single day? How does that make any sense? If there's 1,700 new millionaires created every single day and you had to be deserving of your sliver of pie, that pie wouldn't be ever expansive. And so money is very different than how most people think of it. Now, keep in mind, there's going to be a lot of beliefs in society that are going to hold you back from believing this. For example, right? if if I talk about money being ever abundant, is that reflected in society on a regular basis? Absolutely not. So most of these concepts are not going to be reflected in society. In fact, what I'm going to talk about feels probably counterintuitive and feels kind of backwards, but you have to look at society overall. Society is broke, overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight. That is where society is. Most of society is not living in abundance. Most of society is living in scarcity. So we want to take our We want to step into the common sense corner. Does it make sense to learn about money from people that don't have it? Or does it make sense to learn from people who have broken through challenges with money and created wealth? And so I'd like to share that with you. 
Money is not this thing that you need to be deserving of. It's not this piece of pie that you need to earn. It is an ever-flowing, ever-abundant resource. And what most people do is they get incredibly worried about it. Have you ever had those evenings where it's, you know, two in the morning and you wake up stressed about money and so you'll, you'll log into chase.com at two in the morning, freaking out about, am I going to be able to make the bills, be able to make the mortgage? And you do mental math or calculate it, or maybe you go over to the computer and figure it out. And it just, it's like this pit in your stomach, this anxiety, this worry about money and See, deep down, you want your spouse to, you know, comfort you in that moment, but you also don't want to be perceived as weak, so you don't wake them up. And your mind is racing, and you can't seem to get beyond this thought pattern. And then you end up going back to bed, right? And maybe you stay up for a while, maybe you get back to bed rather quickly, but either way, I want you to notice that worrying about it didn't create more of it. That's a very important point. Worrying about money does not create more money. In fact, it pushes it away, and you'll see a little bit later why that is. Worry never solved a single problem at all. And so I want you to ask yourself, what causes financial pressure for you? What causes financial pressure? What's the thing that makes you personally, in your personal life, what causes you to worry? What causes you to get into a state of stress about money? And then ask yourself a follow-up question, what alleviates that? Because most people make the mistake of thinking that more money will alleviate financial pressure, and that's absolutely false. If that were true, then you would have more money before you went to bed that evening after checking the bank account. And that's not the case. And so a lot of people think that if I worry about more money, then I will actually be able to have a sense of certainty, and then I'll be able to solve the problem. But what relieved financial pressure was not more money. It was a change in your focus. It was a change in how you looked at things. It was that you focused on something different, or you reframed how you were currently viewing money. But worrying about it actually pushes it away. Now, what is that? Let me dive a little bit deeper on this because a lot of people misconstrue this to mean, okay, so just spend irrationally, right? And just spend money on dumb stuff. No, that's not what I'm saying. There is a way to not worry about money's availability in your life and to still be financially responsible, right? Because you can break the laws of finance and and not ex- and you're not going to have more money left over. For example, if you spend more money than you earn, will you accumulate wealth? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. So you can still be financially responsible, but if you are going to be financially responsible, that doesn't mean that you have to worry about money. Being financially responsible and trusting that more money is available is a beautiful thing that you can do simultaneously. But if you are worried about money, that constrictive energy keeps it at bay. And so all of this coming around to say, That scarcity is never something that your bank account will get you past. Scarcity is not something that you earn your way through. Write this down. You will never get beyond scarcity. You have to start beyond scarcity. And so the opposite of scarcity is abundance, right? That's the opposite of scarcity. And so what is abundance? Abundance is the energy of more, right? Scarcity, I can do this or that. I can be a great business owner or a great parent, right? Abundance is and. I can be a great business owner and a great parent. I can go and buy my dream house and travel to Italy. 
Those are amazing goals. But if you go about goal setting from a place of scarcity, then you typically will set your dreams based on the past. And if you set your dreams based on the past, what you currently think is realistic, then you have nothing to get excited for. And then your lower vibration, you tend to get into more worry. You have nothing to get excited about. And if you don't have anything excited in the future to go towards, you're forced to focus on the problem of the pre- problems of the present. So abundance is this energy of possibility. It's And by the way, most people that are living in scarcity try to get into a state of abundance, but they do it through the lens of contentment. And I want you to ask yourself if you're doing this. Most people in scarcity will rationalize that where they are is fine and they don't need more. They think that if I have more, that means other people have less. That's a bad thing. And they're afraid of what the next level of them looks like. So they're like, oh, I don't need more money. I'm, I'm totally okay where I'm right now. I'm good. I'm content. That is not abundance. That is absolutely scarcity pretending to be gratitude. It's a way to talk yourself out of going after what you really, really want. Because it's saying that I can either have more money or I can be happy. That's what that's saying. It's And it's an and conversation. And so if you're in a place of scarcity and you're rationalizing contentment, I want you to ask yourself what you're actually afraid of. Are you afraid of this next level version of yourself? Are you afraid of who you can become down the road? Because what is abundance actually? Abundance is, I am so incredibly grateful for this amazing life that I have and I'm going after really big stuff and I'm gonna go create an amazing life on my terms. That's abundance. So write this down. You will never get beyond scarcity. You have to start beyond scarcity. And a lot of people are trying to go beyond scarcity based on the past. And so they're reliving all of these beliefs from how they grew up. In fact, most of the time, beliefs that people have about money aren't even there. So I'll give you an example. I remember with my, with my dad, he always used to be so stressed about money. Still is sometimes, but still so, used to be so much, there was so much stress, anxiety about money. And the beliefs were that you have to work incredibly hard to have money. It was dollars or hours for dollars, right? And money was hard to make. You had to work hard to make it. Once you had it, it would disappear. And if you didn't have a lot of it, you couldn't be happy. And that was the overall focus on money in my household. So it was a very big scarcity environment. And I never questioned those beliefs. And why don't we question these beliefs? Think about it. When you come into this on this planet, you're a blank slate, You don't have limiting beliefs about money. There's nothing going on behind the scenes about money when you're born. It's a blank slate. And so your people that are keeping you alive, that you start to form certainty and security about, the people that are giving you food and shelter, that are meeting your survival needs, you learn to trust them, right? As you should, which is great. But then what happens? They project their beliefs about life and the world onto you. And so that starts to become your source of truth because it's associated with someone that's kept you safe, kept you alive. And so you go through your life starting to believe these things. And we don't often stop and ask ourselves, is that belief actually real? Is that actually something that's serving me? Is that actually what I believe? Like if you believe money is hard to make, once you have it, it disappears. And if you don't have a lot of it, you can't be happy like I did. When did you decide that? And that question, when did I decide that? made me realize something powerful, that my entire life of money was controlled by beliefs that weren't even mine. They were my father's beliefs. It was what he believed about money growing up when I was growing up. I 
didn't ever set a date where I decided that's what I was going to believe about money. It was just superimposed into my psychology. And so ask yourself, what do you believe about money? Is money the root of all evil? Is money something that you can't make a lot of? Is it something you have to effort for? Is it something that if you have it, you'll be judged? If you don't have a lot of it, you can't be happy? That money is always tight? There's never enough? People with money are evil or greedy? What are your limiting beliefs about money? And where did you learn that? Did you learn it from yourself? Probably not. You probably learned it from experiences of witnessing people you love the most that were keeping you safe in their life. And so when you ask yourself, how does it feel to go through life knowing that these beliefs I have aren't even mine? It weakens the link of these beliefs. And it starts to allow you to set your new tone of beliefs, a new set of stories that will move you forward towards the life that you actually want. And so ask yourself that question, but then ask yourself, based on these goals and dreams that I have, What would I need to believe to make that possible? And when you identify what that belief is, you'll start to notice that it requires you starting beyond scarcity. You can't live in in abundance and be in fear at the same time. It's not possible. And so the best way to illustrate this, the best way to show you scarcity versus abundance is to talk about money through the lens of friendship. So think about it like this. You have relationships with people, right? How would you describe your relationship with your friends? What is that like? Is it a relationship of stress, of overwhelm? If your relationship with your friends is a relationship of stress and overwhelm, it's not actually a friendship, just an FYI. Um, But what's your relationship like with your friends? What's your relationship like with the people that you love the most, that come around often? What is your relationship like with the people that come around often, that want to be around you? What's that relationship like? Now, let's change the question. What's your relationship like with people that don't really want to be around you, that maybe judge you or that you judge them, or it's a tumultuous relationship or a relationship that's kind of gone sideways? What's that relationship like? Now, we can draw a lot of commonalities here and uh, we can draw a lot of conclusions from this. Money has a relationship with you just like you have a relationship with money. And so if you want to really improve this scarcity versus abundance topic, you need to evaluate what is your relationship with money like? Like if you were to describe money as a person, how would you describe them? And how would you describe how you view that relationship? Is it something where you are super clingy? If, if money, here's a better way to ask it. If money were a person, are you super clingy and saying, please don't ever leave me, stay around with me forever. You can't go and have fun with anyone else. You need to be with me. Is that your relationship with money? If that is your relationship with money, you got to ask yourself, would money want to hang out with you if you were super clingy? If you judged money, for having other relationships. Saying, well, why do you have a relationship with them? You need to have a relationship with me and me alone. Would money want to be around you? If your relationship with money was focused on stress and anxiety about when they're coming back, are they gonna come back around? When are they gonna call? When are they gonna text? And this over analysis of their behavior, how are you gonna show up with that relationship with money? And does that make them want to come around? If your relationship with money is one of talking crap behind its back, 
saying money doesn't listen to me, money doesn't come around me, money doesn't want to be here with me. And then whenever it comes around, you're so happy, so go lucky, so relieved. Money's gonna find out about that and money's not gonna wanna hang around you. And so ask yourself, if money were a person, how would you describe this relationship with money? How would you describe it? If it were a person, is it something where you're super clingy? Something where you talk crap about it? Is it something where you're judging them for not coming around enough? Or is your relationship with money a little bit different? Is your relationship with money where it's so grateful that they come over and spend time with you? And when they want to go leave and spend time with their friends, you're grateful they get to go spend time in their other relationships. And you're like, send me pictures. It'll be amazing. I'm so happy for you. What is your relationship like? Because abundance is more. Abundance, there's no jealousy with abundance. There's no fear that money's not coming back with abundance. So when money says, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're here. Then money says, I'm going on a trip with my family. I'm going on a trip with my friend coming up in another month. I'm so excited about it. Meaning money is leaving and you're the best friend. You're gonna be incredibly grateful for that. You're gonna be so happy. You can't wait to see pictures because a true friend wants their friend to be happy and successful, right? And so ask yourself, with your relationship with money, what's it like for you? If money were a person, how would you describe that? And so I wanna give you an exercise that changed my entire life. One that helped me realize what my limiting beliefs about money were and what I could do about them to move forward. I wrote, I was told by my coach a long time ago to write a letter to money as if it were a person expressing my feelings about money. And so I want just everything that comes to mind, anything that is on your heart about how you feel about money, write a letter to money expressing how you feel about them. You never come around enough. I wish you were here more. Why don't you call? Why don't you text? Whatever it is. And you're gonna write a letter to money and express all of your feelings and be detailed with this. Anything that comes up is great. And then here's the game changer. You are going to pretend that you are money receiving this letter. And you're gonna read that letter through the lens of being money, who's supposed to be your best friend that you have an abundant relationship with. And as you read that letter, you're then going to respond as if you are money. And so money is going to write a letter back to you and you'll be amazed. I don't want to give too many hints as to what's going to happen. You will be amazed as to what you learn in that situation because money was never out to get you. Money just wanted love. Money wanted to be part of your life. Money was always just trying to show up. In fact, doesn't money come around every couple of weeks to see how you're doing, right? So if you realize this about money and be totally transparent in this letter, you will identify some of your greatest limiting beliefs about money and what needs to change so you can start beyond scarcity. Does that make sense? So I hope you found tremendous value in today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the Path to Mindset Mastery podcast. And if you like, if you want some additional help with changing these thought patterns, these limiting beliefs that are hiding in your mental blind spots, maybe you got some insights into how you were brought up or the way that you're thinking about money today. Well, 
After working with 45,000 people from all over the world, I've recognized some patterns and I've been able to identify five main patterns, keeping people stuck, helping people to thrive. And I put all of this into an ebook style PDF called Wired for Success. It's totally free and it's going to show you how super successful people were able to rewire their mind to create a life on their terms and to continue living in abundance whenever they want. It's totally free. I've linked it up right below this episode. So if you want some additional help with changing these thought patterns, that would be an amazing resource for you today. So thank you so much for tuning into the Path to Mindset Mastery Podcast. My name is Brad Bizjack, and always remember, you're only one insight away from a radically different life. I'll see you next week.